we should talk about our monumental victory before we get onto the speech, Tim. We should talk about this exciting thing that after all of this time, we finally got done. Tim, we finally did it. They're finally changing the name of Redskins. Whoa, 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 whoa. I didn't even know about this news. Yeah. Yeah. Where was I? I've not yeah. heard that all day. They're finally changing the name of Redskins. Yes. What? The Nestle Redskins, produced in New Zealand, primarily for the Australian market, have found that their candy, Nestle Redskins, is too problematic of a name to continue having, Tim. So the fine folks at Nestle are, after all these, all this time, all these years, they're finally going to change the name of Redskins Candy. I was. I really thought this was going to go a different way. I thought it was a different, uh, a different. Um, oh yeah, no, like an American, brand. like an American yeah, based, brand. you know, like someplace primarily in the northeastern area where there are still like people of Native American descent that live in the area that would take pride in knowing that that name was no longer affiliated with the sports. No team. No, no, no. We're talking about New Zealand. We're talking about the progressive island of New Zealand, Tim. They are changing their name of their candy called the Redskins. The Washington, D.C. football team, I did read a news item about them saying that they have taken the extraordinarily progressive step of removing from their ring of honor uh, the name of one of their original owners who was like the staunchest opponent of integration in the NFL. Oh, hey. Uh, so, 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 so really like a, a, a nice little baby step for those clowns. Good for them. Good I mean, like them. it's a, you know, it's a, it's, it's like the most we can expect, I guess, uh, from our national football league. Of course. Well, it's happening all over the place. We, uh, we, we're, Aunt Jemima is going away. We'll no longer have Aunt Jemima on on the server, which I saw a two-minute history lesson on Aunt Jemima, and holy shit. <laughs> like, I think that's the thing is, is white people never think about racism because it never affected mm, sometimes. us. But, yeah. uh, uh, but to have the slavery aspect of this, like, on your on your dinner table, you know? Oh man. Yeah. No, not having it. I'm glad it's going away. I don't care about people's feelings about it. I don't care that people think that things are going too far when it comes to getting rid of stuff like this. Get rid of all of it. I just want a snack, Tim. I don't want to, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to politic. I don't want to deal make, with feelings. Yeah. I just, no, want, I just snack. want pancakes. That wasn't, that was not my preferred brand of, uh, of pancake related no. thing. I don't, not, not. Uh, I did. I bought a bottle of it during this pandemic when like everything was cleared off of store shelves and it was the only syrup that was available. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Um, the kids were okay with it because it's all corn syrup and none yeah. of it's really different from the sure. other, but sure. um, they, they would get real mad if I had bought maple syrup. They would hate that. Ah. It was, yeah, man. Um, but progress is happening and to an extent, Derek, I feel like it is bittersweet for us to have achieved this milestone that we are celebrating here today. You felt it a little bit when when we were giving our speech from our balcony. Oh, um, there were so many people out there, Tim. It was ridiculous. Do you think they were all wearing masks? I saw a lot of masks. They, they were no. pretty good. No, I, like, it's, there's always somebody, right? You can't. There's just, oh, there's a lot of somebody's here in Arizona, Tim. There were a lot of them out there. Uh, we're, but, we're in, you know, there weren't. There wasn't a lot of social distancing. They had to pack it in so that they could all hear us. You know, uh, but it was it was glorious. It was a beautiful scene. And you know what? You were right. You were right. You suggested the balcony thing uh, against the hall that I wanted to rent. I thought it was very dictatory. Like it was I, well, okay. You had, I didn't yeah. know. I didn't know they were going to unfurl giant banners with our faces on the sides of buildings. That was a little like a little fascist for my tastes. I think yeah. that that was like maybe a little step too far. And then when the people called out, "Can we go topple the statues of Mike and Tom?" That was too far. That was that, that was I, too far. I, that's where like that, that's like where we we appreciate the love and we understand how these commemorative displays to, you know, I guess you could say historic figures, but I mean, who wants to idolize these people for this long? You got to move on, right? The thing is, is that 
there are a lot of statues out there of bad men. Correct. And those statues need to go first. Yes. Mike and Tom are not bad men. No. It's only that we have we have bested them. Yeah, we are rising. Yeah. We've surpassed uh, what their vision was for snackology. They may have invented the game, but, you know, we put on Nikes and we're doing 360 dunks and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like, when, we took the game to the next level. They didn't have the training. They didn't have the nutrition. They didn't have the science. They were just kind of out there eating snacks. Yeah, they were just doing whatever they, they were, could. I mean, it's just the, the whole game has changed now. And, and it's, you know, it's like when people when people try to compare LeBron James to whoever was the greatest basketball player before that, who can even remember? I don't know. You, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It doesn't matter. It doesn't. Not at this point. It's inconsequential. It really, it really doesn't. It really doesn't. That person's just number two now to LeBron. Yeah. Right. It's just Le- it's LeBron and and everybody else everybody and then else. also the Golden State Warriors sometimes. Sure. But it's it's LeBron. Yeah. No, it's LeBron, yeah, a couple other guys, uh, the Golden State Warriors as a team collectively yeah. in there. Well, like it's number, simple, yeah, the, Gold, the Golden State Warriors like, are, as not a team. A, they're not a man, they're a machine. Right. It's different. Right. You know, right. it's like yeah. that's – it's kind of like our rivalry with Mondelez International. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In yeah. that respect, yeah. Right. We don't go after we don't go after like the head of Mondelez, right? right. Because we could easily do that. Uh, Mondelez International is a, a company that uh, it, it, to us is is just like this giant monster, right? Uh, do do we want to go after Dirk Van De Putt? No, we don't want to go after Dirk. We don't want to put Dirk's public information out there so that people write him letters and tell him to stop harassing us and sending his death squads after us, essentially. Uh, Tim and I narrowly escaped from giving the speech. But you know what? It was nice. I thought that wearing matching suits was going a bit far. But again, I felt like... But it was always matching suits. We had contrasting ties. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, We looked nice. Do you think I... I'm glad I wore sunglasses because I felt that would have been really squinting if I hadn't, you know, because it's just, it's sunny out. Yeah. You know, and, and I don't what? know. I, I thought that the suits and sunglasses, it's a cool, you look like a hitman, but it's a cool look, I think. It was I a always, cool look. And it, it got a bit weird when you, like, were blocking the sun out of your eyes off to the right side, but all you were really doing was holding that one hand up at that, you know, like 45 degree angle. I was trying to, what I was, that's when I was trying to whisper to you, like, you should probably just put that your was, hand down I was a trying bit. to. I was trying to wave. If the thing is, is that I've, my, I've re-aggravated my shoulder. I know. Um, I've got. I've got just arthritis in my AC joint. It's not. It's. It's. I'm young and it's manageable. Um, you know. I don't. I'm. I'm not on opiates. Yeah. I'm. I'm young enough. Yeah. Right. Um. I. You know. I, I did some physical therapy, but I, I re-aggravated it recently. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just difficult to raise my arm all the way, which I intended to do for this wave, and it, uh, it just didn't. Um, yeah, it, yeah. It, I, under, I, the, I, I, I just want you. I just want you I to take in the whole scene, the whole with yeah. with the banners, the with with the waving, the sunglasses, the suits. I, I think that's what was a bit off putting to some people, but our core fans stuck by us, and those were yeah. the ones that went and toppled that fucking statue of Mike and Tom. And I personally couldn't have been crazy. happier they toppled, that they, they did the it. Statue, they toppled the statue of Tom, and then they were pull, they were trying to pull down Mike, and I was like, well, I was like, guys, wait. I was like, this is, we, like, this is not the right moment for this. And and and, uh, and they did it anyway. Um, and, and I don't really feel bad about it. But, you know. I wish they would have knocked down that Confederate monument right next to it. That would have been nice. Arizona doesn't need a Confederate was- monument. We're a state that came... 47 years after the confederacy was a thing so we don't we don't need that thing there either it was cool that we did it at the arizona capitol i think i think that was just a nice touch um and then and then actually uh i i i like the fact that the anchor from the uss arizona which is on display there i like that they covered that in oreos and that everybody was eating them i thought that was a cool touch yeah that was awesome Uh, that was very it was very festive 
it was it was just a it's a it's it's a tasteful way I think to honor what we're all about. Right, because what we're about is, as we've said for these ninety nine episodes leading up to this episode, that we're about respect for women. What we do, what we do, as a job, as a dedication, as something we've given our lives to, that's that's reading snacks. But it's not all that we're about. I do want to welcome you, though, as somebody who has taken this ride, as somebody who has listened to these stories, not once, not twice, but probably three times, to a very, very, very special episode number 100 of Derek and Tim Eat Snacks. Derek and Tim Eat Snacks on the internet. I want to thank, I don't want to thank Craig because I feel we thank Craig enough. I think we can kind of move on from that. We're, sure. We're, we're, I don't want to say we've outgrown Craig. Mm-hmm. I mean, like so, so many people are like, "Oh, I'm I'm too big for Craig." Mm-hmm. Like, I, I I never thought I wanted to be that guy. I don't want to forget where we came from. Right. But at the same time, like, I, we got so many so many people to thank. So many people to thank. We can't focus at all on possibly, Craig. We couldn't possibly just name a Craig. Right. Like, but but yeah. but 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 Craig did critique that nine percent of the episodes of this show have not been about snacks, which I, I just want to and. He was suggesting that our snack today may, in fact, be a Tic Tac, mm-hmm. um, which I, I just uh, – is it a Tic Tac? We can't say yet. It's not time. We can't reveal the snack. But it's but not it's a not, fucking Tic Tac. It's, it's, it's not, not a fucking Tic Tac. Come on. Come on. Come on. What do you think this is, Craig? This is the thing that pisses me off about Craig, right? You think Craig, who participated in this sh- shenanigans that we call a snack podcast, who sent us, who sent us with love, with love, he sent us a box of snacks for us to review that got us through the mid-30s up until the, like, 50s. Craig is an angel. He's an angel dipped in chocolate, wrapped in bacon, but... I want to say this Light, about lightly fried and 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 injected with uh, with a soft cheese. I want to say this about Craig. When he thought we were gonna do Tic Tacs for episode number one hundred, I felt like he doesn't fucking know us at all. Like he I, hasn't even been paying attention to this show this entire goddamn time. You, you have to know us by now. You know, I feel like we we've reached a point. You you just know us by now. You know us by now. If you don't know us by now, where have you been? Take the ride. Go back to Fireworks Oreos. I feel like like that entire speech fell on deaf ears, frankly, when he thinks we're going to do Tic Tacs for episode 100. Oh, my goodness. Oh my! They, you know what? They are Coca-Cola flavored Tic Tacs, and they are—they are kind of delightful. No, that's fucking cool. Um, I mean, I'm with you. On I, that. I, I tweeted a picture of them. They, each one is—it's white, but in red letters, it's got the kind of cursive Coca-Cola logo, like you see on the can. Yeah, uh, it, it, it's got the whole—the little—the pack it comes in is oversized and, and and evokes the feeling of like an old timey Coke bottle vending machine. Sure. Um, yeah, it's a it's a it's a it's a lovely. Uh, it's it's not even a mint. It's. It's hard to categorize what the Coca-Cola Tic Tac is, but it's not a snack. Not a snack. It's not a snack, and it has its main ingredient is sugar, and yet it claims to have zero calories. That's the that's the real the real magic that the Tic Tac people pulled off. The Ferrero Company, uh, I might add, Tic Tac yeah. was their first American snack um, before before they bombarded us with Nutella and uh, all this other delicious stuff. The Kinder Bueno bar, ah. but here we are. Yeah. There's calories in those in those mints. There's non yeah, whatever they are, they're made of sugar. They're made of sugar. Those people at the sugar company, I'm telling you, Tim, they're crafty. They got lobbyists. They know what they're doing. They keep they, themselves they, off the nutrition facts. They're like, oh, you can't really decide how much sugar any one person needs, so we'll just consider ourselves. A carbohydrate. Yeah. Mm, that means that means you're only getting one percent of your carbohydrates anytime you drink forty grams of sugar in a soda. They pay it off the Harvard researchers back in the day. It's brilliant. 
to tell us to say to say oh you know sugar is not that bad why don't you why don't you spend a couple decades just worrying about fat mm-hmm. uh and then the the snack industry responded by creating cookies like snack wells my grandma always had snack wells do i talk about snack oh, wells enough no you don't program? but no but my mother always had snack wells the the low fat sugar free cookie Fat no, free, no, no, they, were, they weren't sugar free. That's the thing is that they were they were low fat, but they replaced that fat with sugar. Ah, there was that's that's the reason why like it, it didn't taste bad. Like they weren't great though. They weren't the best cookie. They were like they were more like snack okays. They weren't snack yeah. well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were snack eh. Yeah, yeah. I, like there's a reason that they're gone and nobody misses them. Correct. There's a reason nobody thinks about them in a nostalgic way like they do Dunkaroos. Right. Oh, Dunkaroos is a whole thing. Have you found that's brings us to a very important point, Derek? Have you been to the store lately? Because I've been to the store, and I've been to the store. It's it, the store is a mess. It's a mess, and I start to feel sorry for companies like Frito Lay. Mm. Uh, Frito Lay's got the Wonder Woman Doritos, and Wonder Woman's not coming out. Nah. Like I want to see Wonder Woman. Everybody wants to see Wonder Woman. Nobody's yeah. going to see Wonder Woman. Yeah. The N- the NBA players who are all going to get COVID in Orlando, they're not going to see Wonder Woman. LeBron well, they doesn't might. Get, they they get Black Widow. They might get Black Widow. They're not going to get Wonder Woman. They'll get whatever they want. But they're well, going to be. I don't, at, think they, I don't think they get Wonder Woman. Uh, well, no, you're right. You're right. They get the Disney. It's a, they're, they're, it's a they're, DC they're, property. They're not, so they're not allowed to right. talk about Warner Brothers when they're on premises at Disney World. Correct. And that's where it's they're too, going to be uh, trapped at, right? Yeah, that's that's where that's where they're going to be all trapped, and they're all going to get sick. Right. Uh, I saw the neck rings that they have to wear. They have these neck like these col- like trapped collar things. It's like in the X-Men when they put the things on them that, that uh, inhibit their mutant powers right? so that they can keep them imprisoned. Makes sense. It it's makes like sense. it's like that. And so that, that turns – that basically like takes away LeBron James's basketball powers. And now like – now he's just like a regular Tom Cavanaugh at basketball. Funny thing about that. But he was the one that was going to like figure out COVID. Mm. Yeah? Yeah. But now you're taking his powers away so he can't do the things he normally would have done? I mean, it would have been some sort of freak accident where he was trying to invent some other Taco Tuesday, uh, you know, concoction of some kind, some sort of other crazy thing like that. And I think he would have just stumbled upon uh, the cure for he COVID. Would do it. He would be down there. He'd be down at the, gosh, do they have a buffet? They probably yeah. have a buffet. Yeah, oh they probably goodness, have a buffet. This, is the whole, this whole thing is a bad idea. Why would they have a buffet? LeBron, but at, least, at least he's down there making an effort trying to build a good taco. Yep, yep. All the WWE sure, superstars are going to get it. It's rampant WWE now. Oh, they're, they're doing it. They're yep. doing it. Yep. It's all over. Hey, we they're live the in Arizona. F- we're going we're gonna to get it. We're going to get it. Oh, well, Tom predicted that. I'm sorry. Yeah. Mike predicted that. Tom's never been on this podcast. He's too busy off being That's... the Flash. Yeah. Uh, well, it's the thing is that nobody, nobody can see him in Wonder Woman now. Wonder Woman and the Flash starring Meryl Streep as Wonder Woman. That's a, that's a, it, was, it was a good movie. Uh, Back in the 80s. Yeah, it was. Um, Derek, I, I checked Twitter I, every day just to see if Mike got COVID yet. <laughs> and the reason why I say that, because he said, he said one third of that podcast is going to get it. It's, it's going to be, it's going to be one of, I don't know. You, like That's oh, fine. Man. But if he comes down with it, then I feel like you and I are in the clear, my friend. Does that mean that we're just safe? But it, the thing was, is that one third of us were going to die from it. I think that oh, was, that was our, our prediction back in the day. That's dark, Tim. That's dark. But it's gotten, the, the situation seems to have gotten darker. Yeah. It's with every good. subsequent episode. And, but but the the what I'm feeling now when I go to the grocery store, Derek, is like instead of that excitement, like oh, where's the Dunkaroos? Where's the like the because the Dunkaroos are supposed to be out, right? There's like uh, people the, are people are buying them up and selling them on the aftermarket for three times. Is that it's the all? Price. Is they're all on eBay? Is that what's yeah? Out? That's what's happening. But what I'm seeing instead is I'm seeing Oreos, and you know what's on the Oreos? What's on the Olymp- Oreos? Olympics shit. No. Yeah. No, they didn't stop that from happening. It's, they couldn't. I think it was no, too late. The, the, no. the, the snack machine, you know, it doesn't. You can't just pull, push the stop lever on it. You know, it's like it's like OPEC trying to cut production. It doesn't happen overnight, Derek. It takes it takes months, maybe years. That's why Wonder Woman's on the Dorito, and that's why you can buy your your, your Team USA commemorative twenty twenty Tokyo Olympic Oreos right now. I am thunderstruck by this. It's heartbreaking. I just wanted some Dunkaroos. I don't even understand 
the logic behind that? I mean, you know, it's the Olympics. Everybody's got to, we got to all feel good about it. We got to all. Yeah, we, sure. We, An Olympics we, that's not we, happening. Wouldn't An it, Olympics wouldn't it be that nice? doesn't it, exist, Tim. Wouldn't it be nice right now if we could forget about all the turmoil and just be like rah, rah USA for a minute? Yes, yes, yes. Like, At this because, point, I can't tell you how much joy I've received from getting up almost every single day to catch Korean baseball while it's still going on live because it's not good enough for me to DVR it and watch it later, Tim. I want to watch it live. So I have to get up at three o'clock in the morning. Think about Korean baseball. Someone's going to always spoil it for you on Twitter. Like everybody's talking about Korean baseball. Every single time. Like, yeah. So it's not, so if you don't watch it live, you're missing out. My phone spoils it for me. I'm a huge fan of the NC dinos. So of course they're like, Hey, dinos won again. They're still leading the KBO. They rock. Go swole daddy. Right. I don't fucking, I don't have a chance to stop that from happening. So the only way to outsmart it, Tim, is to wake up at three o'clock in the morning and catch the game in about the fourth inning. I've been wondering when, why you're going to bed at nine o'clock. Like you go to bed at the time that I start playing Animal Crossing. Right. And it's been extremely difficult for us to like connect on, uh, on certain things. But it's been your fault. I feel like I've been text messaging you. I text message you, Tim, dot, dot, dot. There's no answer back. There's no nothing. Because you're like... playing Animal Crossing. I find you on Animal Crossing. I turn on my Nintendo Switch. What does it tell me? Tim's on Animal Crossing. It's it's ruining our lives, Tim. And I don't just mean yours. I mean mine, too. It's it's I, become sort of a second life for me. Although, like, I'm, I'm close, I think, to achieving a lot of what my goals are in the game. It's made me realize, through our little Ponzi scheme, our little turnip uh, conspiracy, our little turnip game that we, our little turnip bracket that we have, with our friends and our islands where we all figure out which island has the most highest price of turnips. I've realized that once I've achieved all my goals of having lots of money in the bank, like I do in this game, that I'm going to get bored with life, Tim, because what else is the point? Oh, jeez, This is going to happen to us, right? In real life, as soon as you and I get $5 million in the bank, it's going to, yes, I think that's exactly where I'm at. I'm at 4.6 million bells. I've got, my island is, is from shore to shore, just packed with shit, littered. I I can't even fit any more crap on my island, Tim. Not without it looking like a damn, you know, fucking front yard over here in Apache Junction. But I am bored now. I've achieved <laughs> Apache all my Junction goals. Just gets the... Yeah, but there's you know what new stuff pops up from time to time. You know what showed up in my uh, in my Nook Shop online store today? Let me know. It what? was the. A Nintendo Switch, but it was the Animal Crossing Edition Switch, the oh, see, one that I've had that for like two has. months. Yeah, I've had that for months. I didn't even know that was in the game. Yeah, I got it I from s- uh, I got it from the store at the at the at the place. You know, I got you know, it. I sent I sent one to Rand, and I bet he already has one. And I bet I'm gonna oh, just yeah. be a jerk. Yeah, he got I guess, it. He's got everything. He got that system. He actually has the real system. Because he has, he's he has the real Rand. system. I don't he's know if Mega that, Rand. like, does it automatically get you the, it doesn't get you yes. the thing in the game. No, it though. automatically gets you in the game, it, yes. It should. It does. It automatically gets you. Instead of, because we got the regular Switch. Well, there's there's multiple the Switches. There's the there's the one with the red-blue Joy-Cons and yes. the ones with the gray Joy-Cons. I got the one uh, with the red-blue Joy-Cons, which is my actual Switch in real life. Oh, see, I have the, I have the gray Switch. With the gray Joy-Cons. Is that the one that it gave you in the game? No, it didn't. It gave me the red blue one. Ah. Yeah. Well, that's just because you don't have the Animal Crossing one. I think that's all it cares about. I don't know. But well, that was, man, that was, like, I, now I feel like I wasted like 36,000 bells. That's ridiculous. Yeah, you did. I've got five million bells in the Yeah, bank, it doesn't but, matter. Yeah, you have, you have, yeah, you have but I feel like I wasted funds. my, like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Ran, Ran better send me something cool. He sent me you a board better. game. It was cool. You sent me a very expensive television camera for my wrestling ring, my TV wrestling show that I'm putting on in, in the top corner of, because this is all we have going on in life. This is it, Tim. Yeah. This is it. Animal Crossing. It's a, it's, it's a more meaningful kind of work than your real work. Mm-hmm. It's that, that's the, that's the thing everybody's got to know about Animal Crossing is that whatever you're doing for work, that's not, that's not fulfilling. Yeah. What do you, what do you, you're not building something for yourself. Did did you construct a museum and fill it with fossils for the town to enjoy? Hmm? Yeah. Uh, no. 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 Well, I mean, I mean, I mean, yeah, yeah, in Animal Crossing, I did, but not yeah, of life. course you did. No, not in real yeah. life. Of course you did. Like, yeah, I didn't. Of not, you did. Yeah. Of course you did. 
Yeah. But Animal Crossing is really about the simpler things in life, Tim. That's really what it's about. You know? It's, it's, it's about the simpler things in life. And to be honest, that's one thing that we wanted to make this particular episode of the podcast about. We've gone all over the place. Uh, we started with not a simple snack, but a variation of a classic. We've bounced all over the place. We've done local snacks that you could only get if you lived here in Phoenix, Arizona. We got limited edition snacks that you could only get if you were an insane person like me and pulls a Karen and talks to somebody's manager over at Pringles. That was a that was an all time classic Karen move, and and uh, I think that it's a your name should be honored in the Karen Hall of Fame for that. I I appreciate that. I feel like I am you should be in the in the in the Karen Ring of Honor. <laughs> I'm I'm a top There's, level Karen yeah. when it comes to talking to people's managers. Yes, uh, I'm very good at it, and I know exactly how to get business done. Uh, but you're not going to catch me on no fucking viral video yelling in someone's face either because I'm classier than that, Tim. Just like this week's snack, it's simple and it's classy. And the minute that Tim sent it to me, I knew instantly that it was the perfect snack for episode 100. This week on this here podcast, we are picking, eating, and rating a wooden spoon dipped in peanut butter and M&M's. A wooden spoon dipped in peanut butter and M&M's. A wooden spoon dipped in peanut butter and M&M's. A wooden spoon dipped in peanut butter and M&M's. Yeah! Stormtroopers hitting the ground. I want to. I want to just set the scene here. It's 1991, Derek. Mm-hmm. You are attending the Tournament of Roses parade. I'm probably uh, at the uh, drive-in uh, movies, watching a double feature of Hook. And Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. I don't know if those movies came out at the same. They're, they're both from 1991. That's an amazing double feature. Yeah. But every day we get home from school and turn on the television to watch probably Tiny Toon Adventures. Yes. And and during those episodes of Tiny Toon Adventures, a commercial comes on and you hear this music swell up, which is like a very Randy Newman-esque version of the Candyman can. And there's a little boy, he's sitting in his kitchen, he's got the wooden spoon, he's dunking it in the peanut butter, and then one by one, placing M&M's, dotting the spoon with M&M's, building for himself this snack that he just indulges in. And the message that we get from M&M, from M&M's where they still have tan M&M's in the bag, Derek, they haven't even gotten the blue one yet. Not even the blue one. Fuck the blue and, one. Yeah, the message that we get is that now, now there are peanut butter M&Ms. Now peanut butter M&Ms are a thing. You don't have to do this anymore. You don't have to live your life like this this kid whose parents are going to come in and yell at him at any minute. But not now. He's These days are over. Uninterrupted bliss. I found that out by having wonderful packages of this new M&M thrown to me from the floats at the Rose Bowl parade. And I being a small child that realized what a gift from the gods this was, ran around the grandstands at the Rose Bowl and picked up every single bag that was on the ground and on the stands that other people didn't grab for some reason. And I just had this bounty of beautiful, wonderful peanut butter M&Ms. I mean, it's, it's a story that you've probably told... Ten times on the show by now. And I will <laughs> keep like telling it. And I will listen because we are married. God, I love that story. And that's that what story. you do. I love, I love that you. story. You know why? Because I don't remember what I did two weeks ago in this house at this time. I don't remember a good portion of my own wedding. And parts of my daughter being born aren't there anymore. But God damn it, Tim, I vividly remember that day of scooping up those bags of peanut butter M&Ms. Like I just, like I was in a fucking, like one of those money 
grab bag, you know, machines that they blow the money around and you're just you're just grabbing 20. That was me, but with peanut butter M&Ms and instead of them flying around, they were on the ground like 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 drops from heaven just waiting for this fat kid to pick them up. And that's back when the Rose Bowl was the Rose Bowl, when it was still the granddaddy of them all. We didn't need a playoff. Oh, man, my dad used to take me early so we would watch them put those shits together, like the finishing touches before they brought them out. It was my chance to, like, already know what all the floats look like. It was awesome. It's really cool. And, uh, yeah, it's impressive to see up close that they really are made out of all the flowers and natural elements that they are supposed to be. It's, it's, it's amazing, in fact, right? But not as amazing as the amount of peanut butter M&M packages that I brought home that day. It's a, it's a beautiful story. It's a perfect story. It is. It is. But you know what? Like a lot of things, there's, there's a few things that can beat the original. And as much as I love, and boy, do I love peanut butter M&M's, I love peanut butter M's as much as I love sour Skittles, and I love sour Skittles more than I love you, Tim. Whoa. Yeah. This is the first time hearing of sour Skittles. Oh, yeah. Oh, my love, <laughs> for, my love for sour Skittles is, 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 is deep and it's dirty. But we've, we've, never, we've never even had a Skittle in 100 episodes. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're going to have to change that in episode 101 going forward. Uh, But there's few things as good as actually having a scoop of peanut butter and just some chocolate or M&M's. And the crazy thing is, Derek, as many times as I saw that commercial, as much as I just feel like I lived that moment myself, I'm not sure that I've ever really done it, that I've ever really taken the time Are you to, serious? To, to really sit down and indulge like the, like the, like the Randy Newman kid. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because it's a stuff of legends. He has the giant yeah. wooden spoon. He has the perfect peanut butter dollop on there, which is hard to achieve because a lot of peanut butter jars are small and the wooden spoon is large and it doesn't exactly work out. My wooden spoons are extra large, Derek, because if I get a regular size wooden spoon, I break it. I snap those things off right in the you're, sauce. You're a giant, it's a, Tim. Yeah. It's a, I, I, have, I have freakish strength and I yes. cook angry. I, I yeah. just like, oh, I know. I sit I've, there. I've seen I, you. Because I'm already hungry and I just resent my whole family and I'm just like, ah, I'm stirring the sauce and bam, the, the spoon is already snapped. You read the instructions, uh, you're like, eight minutes, god damn it! Yeah. Yeah, it gets it gets crazy, but... Uh, it's just macaroni. I, I can't even, like, I can't talk about how much I hate macaroni and cheese because this podcast is not supposed to be about hate. We're trying to... Correct. We're trying or, to do something about that. Or meals. It's not about meals. Or also not about meals. Right. And it says right on the box of macaroni and cheese, it's dinner. It's dinner. Dinner. It's dinner. Yeah. It's, and Canadians know. Yeah, Canadians know. Um, yeah, but also, go ahead, Derek. No, 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 please, please, you go ahead. I wanted to talk about peanut butter. Because the last time, the last time we had peanut butter and we made our own snacks on the show out of peanut butter, uh, it was a real different story. Because I had gotten my, my fancy, uh, as, as our friend Michael Ian Black would say, my dude ranch peanut butter. Mm hmm. Um, that you have to stir up and everything like that. I hated that. Song. And and tonight we're not we're not messing around with that. So tell us what you chose for this next. And also, if you're if you're snacking along at home, or even if you're not snacking along at home, stop. You might have these things in your house, like ready to go. Yeah. You can you could be right here with us eating this snack. Right. Like maybe you didn't think of it. Maybe you haven't made it for yourself in a while or ever, or maybe you don't know whether it was an implanted memory from an M&M commercial or if it really happened to you like me. Maybe you haven't lived. Maybe, maybe you haven't. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you just, maybe everything that you know is a computer simulation. Mm-hmm. I, no, we're not going to get into the whole red pill. Don't uh, do that. Uh, again. No, 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 no. Cause that'll be a whole long podcast. And we decided really? this was going to be a normal length podcast. Remember, all right, so what I chose was the big boy, the four-pounder, the 64-ounce jar of Skippy Creamy Peanut Butter. I chose a standard wooden spoon, and I have right here your share size of plain milk chocolate M&M's. Whoa. 
along so with a tiny bowl. Not a large bowl, but a tiny bowl. I recommend keeping it small so you don't have to chase your M&Ms down. A tiny bowl to pour my M&Ms in, for which after I dip my wooden spoon in my large jar of peanut butter, I will then dip into my wonderful tiny bowl of beautiful milk chocolate M&Ms. So what I've got here, I only have the 28 ounce jar of Skippy, so it's not quite two pounds, but it does have a nice wide mouth, which is wide enough for my chef-made bamboo spoon. Which is uh, three times the size of your normal bamboo which spoon. Is, it's, it's, it's pretty, I like the, the, at its thinnest, the handle is about an inch thick. Mm-hmm. So it's, yeah, it's not gonna, I'm not gonna snap it off in the peanut butter, I hope, and if I do, I'm just getting a lot of peanut butter on my fingers. I didn't get a bowl. I have a hefty diamond luncheon plate from Costco. These are these are the the great plates that I buy. They're they're similar to a chinette plate. It's a thick paper stock, biodegradable, but it has a nice lip on it. So the M and M's aren't going to just go everywhere. And I have a family size bag of M and M's. This is the the nineteen point two. That's one pound three point two ounces of uh, of M and M's in a in a Ziploc top uh, resealable bag all right we'll see i went i went heavy on the peanut butter because i am a big fan of peanut butter i would go hard in the paint during survivor for any challenge that required or gave us as survivor contestants peanut butter as a reward that would be the only thing on the island that what i i would care about eating for me, if you talk about one single ingredient, one single thing that not only do I feel gives me protein and nutrients, but is also a delicious treat and makes me happy, it's peanut butter. I mean, it says right on the jar that says seven grams of protein per serving. It's a lot of that's then, and, and I'm, I'm not just eating one serving right yeah, now. Yeah, no. This no, is a big either. wooden spoon, so there's going to be about four servings going in right now. That's a nice yeah. amount of protein to be consuming right before I go to bed. I'm not going to worry about the fat or the other bad stuff, but anyway. Yeah, when it comes to this, this is kind of like one of those like childhood things you would ask your parents if you could do, and they would immediately tell you no. No. What parent in their right mind would allow this to transpire in the house. No, no good parent. <laughs> in the, you're going to use my good peanut butter for, for this? My, my good Skippy? Crazy. Yeah, yeah Get it all over the place. That's Skippy's for your lunchbox. Stupid kids. I recently watched uh, the movie about the life of Mr. Rogers. I've been meaning to see both the documentary and the and the Tom Hanks one. The the Tom and Hanks movie is is what I watch. Um, it, it's it's called A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, and not only was it a beautiful movie, I enjoyed it very much, and I thought it was very well put together. I th- I really enjoyed the way that they presented it. I I thought that it was just all around tremendously well done. But there's a portion of that movie where it really starts to make you question, like, what happened? What happened, like, from that kid to me as an adult? Like, when did I stop appreciating the small joys in life that I can fulfill because I am the adult that's in charge? Like, getting out a jar of peanut butter and dipping a gigantic spoon in it and then dipping that spoon in M&M's, you know? So it's weird because that movie was a great movie to watch. It was very entertaining. But I kind of felt changed afterwards a little bit, you know? Like, I felt like I was, like, going to try to follow some of those lessons they taught in there a little bit about, you know, connecting with the, the, the you know, childhood Derek. In life, one of our great challenges, I think, is how do you honor the kid you were while simultaneously working toward becoming the man you want to be? And it's kind of a moving target as we get older 
um, you almost get like a little bit of a reset when you have kids. It's one of the nice things about it. You get to relive your own childhood a little bit. Yeah. And and it's 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 really nice in a lot of respects. You get to sit down. If you're me, you can sit down with your son and rewatch like every episode of Batman the Animated Series. Yes. I don't think Tiny Toon Adventures is streaming, but that would be really nice uh, to watch some Tiny Toons. I could go for that. No, you're absolutely right. To be able to, I mean, the, the little things like watching uh, Star Wars again with her and, and explaining to her like what the hell the first three movies mean, you know, like episodes one through three. Yeah. It's like, what's the fate, Fred, Fed, Trade Federation, and why was this all happening? And I, I don't really care about this, Dad. And I'm like, yeah, I know, but wait, hold on. Yoda's about to kick somebody's ass, and that part's really cool. You know, like you just you automatically start to see things differently, which is cool. Like oh, you, yeah. you, you stop watching it with the sort of critical eye of an adult, and kind of like if if you're any kind of a good parent, I think your you, your brain sort of automatically shifts into something that approximates childlike wonder. It's maybe not exactly the same, but you're sort of processing this in a way like, like, you know, what is, what is my child thinking right now? Like, what are they experiencing? You know, how are they understanding this and what can I do to help? I think it's, it's cool. It's, it's a really, really cool experience. It's one of the great things about being a parent. I think you're right too, because I think a lot of it is stop caring about what's cool and what's this and what's that. Like, it's like I've said several times recently about the movies I've watched. I was one of the most critical people about movies that you could find when I was in my early twenties. But now people are giving me like this viewing list of movies to watch. And they're like, Oh, well, if you like that, watch this. And maybe you'll think this will be good. And maybe like this. And you know, I've kind of been gathering these movies people have suggested of me and, to be honest, I've liked every single one. There there have been few movies that I haven't liked. I even liked that Artemis Fowl movie on Disney Plus until I read online about people who were furious about it and why they were furious. And then I was like, oh, that's what the storyline was supposed to be? Oh, oh. no. The, the, the book the book is not maybe as good as the as the hardcore fans will have you will have you believe. I think okay. some of the changes the movie made were actually for the better. Although there was there was one scene in the book. I don't think it's gonna to be too much of a spoiler if I talk about Artemis Fell. The scene where Butler fights the troll. Yeah. Um, in the in the book, the troll basically kills Butler. Like he's he is gored and bleeding out. And, and, and like, the, it's, it's never been this violent to this point. Like, this is shocking stuff from this, like, young adult book. And um, Holly has enough magic to heal him. And, and when he comes back to life, he just takes the troll apart with his hands. It's crazy. It's, like, <laughs> it's, it's it, it, basically, it is exactly Batman versus the mutant leader in Dark Knight Returns in the comics. But, but it's in a, in a young adult novel and and not only this, but like the entire like fairy community is watching on live video as he's doing this, and they're just losing it, and and like the whole thing becomes like a meme uh, for for the fairies going forward, like because uh, because this troll gets like just decimated. It's it's wild. Tim, you made it sound way cooler than either the book or the movie could ever live up to. So congratulations it's, well, no, it's on one, that. It's one of those things, because if you sometimes you get into these young adult books, and man, I've gone off the rails again. Um, but sometimes you get into these young adult books like The Hunger Games. I didn't like The Hunger Games very much, Derek, until you get to the part where they're actually like in the woods, like trying to hunt each other. Yeah. And then like the action picks up and it's really damn good. It's really and, good. Like none none of the other Hunger Games books, I don't think quite hit that adrenaline rush of like that part of the first book, um, and that's that's kind of what what Artemis Fowl was like. It's 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 all this like kind of dry, almost like procedural cop show stuff where like the cops are just fairies, and and, and then you get to this one part and it's like holy shit. Well, Tim, a hundred episodes and you're still doing it. Yep, still doing it. Still, still doing, doing it. it. Still doing it. You ready to eat some fucking peanut butter and M and M's right now? I've got my spoon buttered up already. I've been, oh. This whole time, I've been sort of like churning. I know. Churning I have the to. peanut butter, getting a just, good, getting a good coat. Just getting that good, good deep, deep down. Like yeah, yeah. All right. The, let's the, 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 con, the concave part of the spoon has such a big glob of peanut butter, and now I'm gonna just like roll it on this plate. All right, let's do this. Let's see. 
Ready? I want to pick up just as many M&Ms as I can. Yeah, okay, wait. Cheers um, Cheers to episode 100, my friend. You've, you've got, you're, you're loaded up and ready to nom. I'm ready to nom. A, I'm ready to, I'm ready. Let's do it. I'm loaded. All right, here we go. Let's go. Yeah. Little darling, it's been a long, cold, lonely winter. Little darling, it feels like years since it's been here. Here comes the sun. Here comes the sun, and I say it's all right. Ooh, 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 ooh. Little darling, the smiles returning to the faces. Oh man, yeah, darling, yeah. Like That's as good as advertised. Yeah. <laughs> This is every bit as good as I think I remember. This is every bit as good as I imagined it would be. I don't like M&M's as a topping. I don't really like them in cookies. I don't like them on ice cream. But ridiculously coated in peanut butter, I love them. M&M's have a temperature problem. You don't want to eat them cold or hot. You want to have M&M's at room temperature only. All right. And when you're having them in cookies, they've been they've been hot. They've been melted. I I do kind of like a hot M&M. I like the way like you kind of crunch into the shell and the chocolate kind of bursts. That's okay. But but a cold M&M like an ice cream, it becomes just like too too crunchy. Yeah. And it, it kind of takes away from the flavor of it. It's also an ice cream not as easy to eat as other ice cream toppings. Right. Yeah, it gets, it gets in the way of the ice cream, too. It slows you down. But here it gives, like, the, the peanut butter, like, it almost makes the peanut butter into, like, crunchy peanut butter. But instead of crunchy peanut butter, it's chocolate crunchy peanut butter. Yeah. And that's fucking awesome. I once was in San Diego... And stumbled into like a convenience store that was next door to a company called Pacific Beach Peanut Butter, which was like PB. This was like their logo. And they made and sold a jar of peanut butter called Child's Play, which was peanut butter where they just ground up M&Ms in with the peanuts. Oh. So good. Holy shit. That sounds amazing. Also, when I get the peanut butter mixed in with the crunch with the M&M's, like, I automatically think about Reese's Pieces. Yeah. Yeah. And Reese's Pieces are also great. They're the OG peanut butter M&M's. The OG for E.T. That's right. I'm going to have such a peanut butter in the beard problem. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I will say that Skippy was a fine choice of peanut butter. It's got it's got a good level of cohesion, staying yeah. on the spoon just like you want it to. Uh-huh. Otherwise, yeah. I'd be making a big mess here in my in my home office. The wooden spoon is also pretty magical. Yeah, I'm a big believer in the wooden spoon. I don't know why. I don't like cooking with a plastic spoon or a metal spoon. Or a silicone turner or whatever. I think the, the, the sauce tastes better if you just like leave that wooden spoon kind of sitting in there a little bit. You're not wrong about that. I think that's scientifically proven. Uh, now, the only thing I can see here is that there's one thing about my snacks I like which is my snacks to be kind of reasonable. <laughs> and I don't find this to be reasonable. I find no. I find no. this to be too many too many steps. And that's like that I I got to find something, right? I mean that's it's the only bad I can find here. I love peanut butter M&M's, and these are so much better than peanut butter M&M's. Oh, yeah. 
No, it's not third. I've now dropped three M&Ms on the floor. See, That's there problem. it is. That's the priority of the problem. It's not a big part of the problem. It's like a lot of things. No. I mean, depends that, on... That kid, in, that kid in the commercial didn't care if he was dropping M&Ms nah. on the floor. Nah. Nah. 12-year-old Tim and Derek, they didn't give a shit. They're too busy watching, you know, mm. wait, waiting for that episode of Batman... The animated series with the penguin in it to come up. No, we were, we were like nine and ten. Yeah, Batman the animated series wasn't even out yet. That came out, I think, a year later after Batman Returns. I'm just talking about eating the goddamn peanut butter as as kids, Tim. You do this every time. <laughs> we're, we're we're still in 1991. We haven't moved forward in time. I swear to God. There's there are two key events on the timeline for today's episode. We've been over this. I there is the speech forward. that was today uh-huh. in 2020, and then all the all the weird like stuff that happened around that, and then there is there is us watching the commercial in 1991. Those are we can't we can't jump around. That's the only timelines we're dealing with today. Okay, right, got it. All right, well, so nine- I will say that the snack. The snack gets a little tedious towards the end. Yeah. As, like, there's still some peanut butter on the spoon. There's still a couple of M&Ms on the plate. I brought a, I brought a, like, a butter knife just in case I needed to reload without, like, completely contaminating this jar. That 12-year-old kid in the commercial would not have cared. Nah, he would have gone in for seconds by now. But he also, he was, he was putting the M&Ms on one by one, and I don't have the patience for that. Right. He also died of diabetes. That's true. That's true. He actually had a foot amputated first, too, like before he even went. God, what a way to go. It's, a, it's, it's a tough, yeah. But you know what he did before he went? He rated, he rated this. He rated this snack? Yeah. He was, was he a, I don't even know this kid. Yeah, well, know your history, Tom. Know. know your history. I need to read the complete oral history of this M&M's commercial. I'm ready to rate the snack. On, um, mm. You ready to rate the snack? Well. No? You, you might have to go first because I have a lot of peanut butter in my mouth. I understand that. I'm getting there. And I'm going to have a lot of peanut butter in my beard for, for days. I'm going to have to use a clarifying shampoo all over the face. Well, as I channel my inner plucky duck and think back down the hole about being a small child and and desiring to do this exact thing from this exact commercial. Today is a 30-year-long dream come true. And a lot of times they say, don't achieve your dreams, don't meet your heroes. Because once you do, you can realize how empty and hollow life can be. That is not the case, my friends. I very much enjoyed this snack. It lived up to all of my fantasies. And the only deduction I have from it is the aforementioned feasibility of me ever doing this again. Am I going to grab a giant wooden spoon and put M&M's and peanut butter on it? Probably not anytime soon. Even with knowing how delicious it was and what what a wonderful experience it was. With that being said, I rate this snack a 9.5. And I, I agree with you. It shouldn't... It shouldn't seem it shouldn't feel like work to prepare for yourself a snack this good you know what i mean like i think probably around that same time in my life you know i'd come home from school fix myself a big old after school snack before plopping down on the couch to watch those tiny tunes and it was fine but man now it 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 really did seem like a lot of work not just a lot of work to get everything queued up and put together, but also a lot of work to kind of maintain that just right balance of peanut butter and M&M's. 
getting down toward the end, the last thing I ate here, Derek, was like just five M&Ms that were left on the plate. And those are probably the worst M&Ms I've ever had. Mm-hmm. Just, mm-hmm. just because like, just because now, now each individual M&M is crying out for peanut butter. Yeah. It's like, by, why, by why comparison, would you, they're why just would trash. ever eat me all by myself? When you could, when you know, when the peanut butter jar is right there, it's a tortilla chip begging it's, you to understand why yeah. you're not dipping it in salsa when there's a <laughs> full thing of salsa right there. Why are you eating me it's naked the, yeah. without anything on me? Because you know, and, and the weird thing is, we all do it when you're when you're at a Mexican restaurant, even even when there's still salsa there, you're gonna at some point just have like one chip by itself. And yeah, it's, it's like, a victory why lap. Did I, why yeah. did I just do yeah. that? Yeah, what, like pal- palate cleanser, uh, victory lap, whatever you want to call yeah, it. You're, yeah, you're 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 just like you're just like taunting the salsa a little bit. Like, hey man, mm-hmm. you know, we got our own thing here. Yep. You know, let's let's not forget who's in charge. As much salsa. as you think you're the star of the show, yeah. Tortilla yeah, chips, that, the one over here doing the work, pal. Right. Yeah. Same thing right. with these M&Ms and these peanut butter. Don't get me wrong. The M&Ms are good. But without the peanut butter, without being paired together, neither one of them seems like anything anymore. Yeah, and, and that's 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 what happens when you reach the mountaintop. That's what happens when you're when you're out here on the balcony, you know, proclaiming victory to the world. I'm going to put this on a sandwich, Tim. I, I don't think I'm using jelly anymore. I think oh, M&M's yeah. is now my preferred. Sorry, bananas. It's M&M's now going on my peanut butter, butter sandwich. M&M's. Maybe on some toast. Yeah. Yeah. Even soft. Not, you, don't want it, you don't want it too hot, but yeah, you want it, you want it just a little toasty. Yeah, that'd be good. And so, man... As 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 we look down and we celebrate this victory at this at this just bittersweet moment in time, and as I'm sitting here and all I can taste is M and M's, and I just have like the faint memory of peanut butter, like it was like it was so long ago, like it was 19 years ago that I ever even had peanut butter in my mouth, Derek. I have to give this snack a nine. Drink, Craig. Craig, you know what to do. Craig. You fucking you didn't, bitch. You, you didn't think we forgot about you. <laughs> We've been thinking about you the whole time, Craig. Tax, Craig. Yeah. Come on. Come on, Craig. You fucking know it's better than that. We did peanut butter and M&M's on a fucking wooden spoon, Craig. Peanut butter and M&M's on a wooden spoon. And we brought you this well before we should have. We should have made you wait as long as it took for Mike and Tom to get episodes 96 and 97 out. That's like six months. We love you more than that. We love you, Craig. Tim? True. That's the real reason we're here. That's it's, not, why, you know, it's not about the statues. It's not, not about, about the, the ratings. It's not about the people yeah. outside adoring us. It's really, it's just about one guy. That's it. <laughs> it's just about Craig. We lied before when we said there were other Craigs and really other Nobody people. Nobody else. We're yeah, sorry. This is it. Yeah. We, we do this it's for a, you, uh, Craig. Yeah. That's it. Anytime that we ever mentioned anyone else on the show, whether it was Josh Schlag, Screw whether that it was Daryl, those don't count. Danny's, yeah, no, no. Danny's the good Schlag. But I don't even remember who Danny is at this He's point. He's quarantined in paradise. Yes. Forget about that. No, I just, you know, we, we all tried yeah. to go visit him and couldn't do it. I mean, we've had, uh, a lot of, had a lot of great people send us snacks. Remember, remember when we did the snacks? We did snacks from... From fucking Idaho, that fucking potato, fucking oh, chocolate thing. I, I think I still have one of those, like, like <laughs> I, just I, in my box. I, I, oh. I threw it away. I didn't even eat it. Yeah. And 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 don't and I mean don't forget that we have an ongoing series called the United Cakes of America, where we eat mm-hmm. the signature cake of every mm-hmm. state in America. Correct, correct, correct. We still got that going on. That right there is a reason for us to at least get to two hundred. Right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, well, yeah, we have to do at least like forty-seven more. The entire point of us getting to episode 100 was just to spite Michael Ian Black. That was it. This entire podcast, since we did episode number one, has been about two things. Appeasing Craig and pissing off Michael Ian Black. And damn it, we've achieved those goals, Tim. You know what? I, I, bet, I bet he's happy for us. That's, that's, that's the thing that we're, we're going to be. We're going to be just so mad because he's going to be so gracious 
and and he knows because he knows that that what we want is just to see him get mad. He knows and he's not yeah. he's not gonna give it to us. He's yeah. not. He's gonna he's gonna just be so cool about oh, it. Oh, he's gonna be such a gracious loser. He's gonna be like, Oh, mm-hmm. you guys deserve it. Yeah, he's gonna be like, you know, that wasn't even a very good statue of me. Yeah. And and they didn't knock it down all the way. Yeah, it's like three quarters upright at a they, really jaunty angle. They fucked Tom's up. Ha ha ha. Oh, Tom's that that yeah. I don't want the things that happen to that statue. We can't even talk about on the show, and, and we and we can say all the bad words on this show. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, no, but we are not. No, we're not mm. going to do that. We're not going to do that. Instead, you know what we're going to do, Tim? What's that? I'm going to tell you. I'll see you next week. I'll see you next week. And for 100 more episodes, fuck Nazis. Fuck Nazis. Tear down their statues first. For crying out loud. <laughs>